Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. But it's really not God's will for anything to be a mystery to you. Paul said we were called to reveal mysteries. So you can't believe if you don't understand. Are you following me? Uh, and trials is something that I think the church has not gotten a hold to or fully understood. So I, I believe this could be some of the most, uh, one of the keys to the kingdom of heaven that could help you to allow things to begin to work in you and on you that has delayed your growth in God because you didn't understand how to embrace them. How many has ever heard the scripture, all things? Huh? Somebody quote it. All things work together for the good to them that love God and are the called according to the purpose. Now I want to ask you a question. Do you really believe that all things works together for the good? Do you really believe that broken relationship? Do you really believe that sickness? It said all things. Do you really believe that opposition? Do you really believe those circumstances work together for your good? I believe if we believed it, we would face opposition with a different perspective. Amen. I, I'm not going to put that on God and tell you God created some of the situations you may be in. But I can tell you this, whatever the devil broke, God can take it and work it for your... Is anybody here? Amen. That the, the God will take it and work it to make you better than you was before it happened. To make you stronger than you was before it happened. To, to, to bring you into a greater uh, place of intimacy with God before it happened. If you believe that all things... Amen? All things. Grab your Bible, uh, and um, we're going to use some of last week's stuff, but I am trying to get to a certain point, but I'll try not to be real long um, so we can have our baptism. Of course, there will be no service here tonight, so that will give us a little bit more playroom maybe. Uh, in my book it does. I mean, it's just saying. Uh, I, I want to parrot what Josh said I don't have many revivals. We don't have many revivals. Uh, but when we do, I want to ask you to really come and support this. Because we really believe that Bishop Cooper's coming in a timely, uh, in, in our season. And he's going to make a deposit. So we're going to invite you to come and please uh, bring somebody with you. Saturday night and Sunday morning. 1 Peter chapter number 4, the mystery of trials. And if you, it's last week on podcast yet? Uh, they're keeping our podcast pretty well updated. Last week's sermon, what was the title of that sermon? Huh? Love and Character. Uh, powerful word by Kobe Schultz. If you want to get that, listen to it. First Peter chapter number 4 and verse number 12. It says, Beloved, think it not strange. Tell your neighbor, it ain't a mystery. It ain't a mystery. Just because you don't understand it, it's not a mystery. I see people bundled up like it's cold. 
We might need to knock that down to a little above freezing. Somebody's saying, no, it feels good. I see somebody fanning back there. How do you please this many people? First uh, Peter 4, 4.12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to what? To put you to the test. Don't you ever let anybody tell you God will not put you to the test. Amen. He does, he will, he is. And I don't remember if it's in my, uh, yeah, it's in my. Matter of fact, it's necessary for you. He's perfect in all he does. Concerning the fiery trials which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened unto you. But the rather, somebody shout, shout rather. But the rather. <laughs> I just like the way that came out. Rejoice. Somebody high five your neighbor and tell them flip the script. Just flip the script. I feel the Holy Ghost. Flip the script. The circumstances is telling, oh, uh, uh, thank you, Sister Steve, for sharing them scriptures with us. Amen. I couldn't think of her name all of a sudden. Denise. Amen. You got to flip the script because the circumstances thinks it's going to make you be depressed, make you be oppressed, make you be discouraged, make you doubt. I just dare. Rather. Somebody shout rather. That's R-A-T-H-A. Rather. Rejoice. Rejoice. In so much, and this is the only way you can rejoice, is if you know you are a partaker of Jesus' suffering. You ain't going through nothing Jesus didn't go through. He ain't going to let you bear anything he has not carried for you. Let the cross. Oh, my God. My God. I, I, I got to teach today, so y'all pray that I can stay in the saddle. Insomuch you are partakers of Christ, uh, Christ serving that when his glory is revealed. I don't know if y'all can catch that in King James Version. You're, don't think it's weird or, or mysterious that you're being tried right now. He said, but rejoice because it's the same way Jesus was tried. But this last part is powerful. The glory that was revealed in him those trials is going to produce the same glory in you. The trials is just trying to make you like Jesus. So trials burn things out of you contrary to the character of Christ. That's what they're sent for. They're just sent. Amen. And what's awesome is you think you got joy now. The more you become like Jesus, the higher your joy rises. Amen. The more of you you get rid of, the higher your joy is going to rise. So, so somebody ought to shout, let it burn, Jesus. Just let it burn. And his glory, so that you may be glad with exceedingly joy. Look, uh, exceeding joy. Look at 1 Peter 1, 6. Man, we could just read these scriptures and shout a little bit and go to the house. These scriptures is where it's at. 1 Peter 1, 6. Were you in greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, somebody shout, it's necessary. You are in heaviness. Now, I done preached and taught all this. So I'm going to try not to go backwards. You are in heaviness through manifold temptations. 
Hey, some people in this building this morning that's going through lots of stuff. Not a little bit of stuff, a lot of stuff. Amen. But trust me, it's just for a season. It's just for a season. I said it's just for a little while. I know our little while and God's little while sometimes a different while. Right? Amen. But he is the purifier and he is perfect in his workings in your life. He's perfect. He's perfect. And he knows just when to pull the gold out. He knows just when the cake is fully baked. Amen. He knows even when we're wanting out of it right now. If need be, you're in heaven. It's through manifold temptation that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire. Who am I preaching to? It's in fire this morning. Though it be tried with fire, may be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of our Jesus Christ. You know the only faith we can glory is faith we see producing results. We're so sensual that we're moved by what our eyes see, our ears hear, what we can taste or feel. So when we see somebody's faith producing great success, we give it praise. God gives faith praise that's going through hell without any success. What's Oh, y'all can't receive this, amen. Without any fruit, without any results, but true faith will bring praise and glory and honor to God when all hell is against me right now. That's what has Jesus in heaven doing this. <laughs> Applauding your faith. My God. Uh, let me throw my scriptures in there. Isaiah 48, 10. Then I'm gonna drop some nuggets for you this morning. Isaiah 48, 10, God said, Behold, I have refined you, but not with silver. I have chosen you in the furnace of affliction. Now, I, I, I preached the message when I was on the road. I wanted to come home and preach it. I don't think I ever, di ever did. He said, I have chosen you in the furnace of affliction. Your Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. Everybody in here that's saved has been called, invited by God to be a part of the kingdom of God. But not everybody in here will be chosen to advance the kingdom of God. The word chosen means to be selected from the called. Selected from another. Picked out in preference to. Oh, I don't know if y'all can handle this this morning. And, and so, not that God is a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of principle. And he said, I called all of you, but the only one that gets chosen to advance the kingdom is those who stand in the furnace of affliction and their faith is not wavering. Are you following me? God said, there she is. I can use her. There he is. I can. So you see, we ain't even in position to be picked out by God until we're in the fiery furnace of affliction. Because the Bible says all your works are going to be tried by fire to find out what sort it is. Amen. You may sit on a pew and think you have faith until the fire comes. Are you following me? And then the fire will reveal if you had faith or a theological idea. He said, I can't tell. You can't tell. Amen. It's easy to sit here and say, I believe. I believe, I'm a believer. Oh, I have so much faith in God until the doctor gives you the report. Oh, oh, y'all ain't gonna help me, but I'm gonna teach it anyway. 
Yeah, it's, it's easy to say, I believe, until it comes knocking on your door. Until it's your husband. Until it's your wife. Until it's your kids. Are you listening to me? Amen. He said, that's, that's where I can choose you. That's where I can pick you out from amongst the rest is when the fiery trials are, 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 are burning in your home and you're still giving God praise and glory. He said, I have refined you in the furnace of affliction. I need to go back and remind you of a definition I gave you. The word fine means to be purified. It actually means to be separated from extraneous matter. The fire separates extraneous matter out of you. And extraneous means foreign, not belonging to a thing. Not intrinsic. Not intrinsic. Intrinsic means uh, belonging naturally or essentially. Amen. He said, so there's some things that is not really intrinsic to the nature of God in you. There's some character flaws in you that really don't belong to you. Oh, I don't know if you can receive this or not. You thought that's who you was, but God said, no, that's not who you are. You may say, well, I'm, I'm naturally depressed. I'm, I'm naturally inclined to be negative. Oh, are y'all hearing me this morning? I, I have a natural propensity uh, to be addictive uh, by nature. But he said, no, I'm putting you through the fire to deliver you from things that don't really belong to you. Oh, I need somebody to tell the neighbor, that's a lie. That's a lie. That's foreign to your godness. Amen. You're, you're, you're embracing something that is foreign to your new calling and your new birth. And when you embrace things, amen, that's, that's uh, not intrinsic to your new nature, he'll send the fire to burn it out of you. Amen. So you got to be careful. Don't embrace what is not intrinsic to your godlikeness. Uh, 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 oh my God, are, are you understanding me? Don't embrace those dysfunctions in your life like that's who you really are because God said, that's not you. That's not you. That's who the devil said you was. That's who fallen nature said you was. But now you have been born again with a new nature and that's not your nature no more. So I'm going to bring it to the surface not to condemn you but to expose who you're not. Oh my God, I don't know if y'all, that's not who, I, some, I can't get away from this right now, so I just need somebody to get it, amen. Uh, if you have to uh, testify to your neighbor, that's not who I am, that's not who I am. Whoever the devil told you before you come into this building, that lie that you have bought into, I need you right now to prophesy, that's not who I am. That's not who I am. I am not a failure. I am not dysfunctional. I am not mentally incapacitated. I am not weak. Is anybody listening to me? I am not weak. There it is. Somebody prophesy. I am not weak. I am not without faith. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the sick say, let the poor say, I am rich. He said it's extraneous matter. It's a saying gold. Gold comes out of the ground and is full of a potential. But the more fire you put to it, the higher you raise its value. 
God's just raising your value. How does, how does it raise the value? Because it delivers it of some things that is extraneous. Purifies it. Purges it. Amen. In other words, these trials, oh, y'all got to stay with me this morning, are being orchestrated by God as the refiner and the purifier of your faith to remove all extraneous matter. Quit fighting it. You hear me? I just gave you a word right there. Quit fighting it. Quit fighting what God's trying to deliver you of. What do you mean quit fighting it? Amen. You're fighting to hold on to what God's trying to deliver you of. You're, you're, you're struggling to hold on to your dysfunctional thinking. You're fighting for it like it's yours. You're, you're protecting it just like it belongs. Oh, somebody can't even receive that right now. That negative thinking and that thinking is they're always out to get me. That thinking that, you know, it always messes up for me. That thinking that if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to me. Is anybody in this building? If you ain't careful, you'll fight to hold on to that. You'll read the Bible and fight to hold on to another mindset. When God says, greater is he that is in me. Is anybody in this building than he that is in the world? Quit fighting to hold on to dysfunction and let God burn it out of you. Amen? I tell you one way we hold on to it, we allow it to throw us into condemnation. Oh my God. I, I, y'all can't say that but I'm just going to work. You go into condemnation. Oh my God, I thought I was better than that. The fact he revealed it to you is the fact you're better than that. Let me try this bunch over here. Come on, you with me? Amen. He didn't reveal that to you to condemn you. He revealed it to you to let you know that's not your nature. It's unbecoming of you to think like that, behave like that, and respond to that. So I'm going to bring it to the service so you can scoop it off. So you can scoop it off. How do you scoop it off? Repentance is powerful. God, forgive me for thinking outside your nature. Forgive me. And some of you, it's not even about your characters, about your faith. God, forgive me for doubting you on this level. God, forgive me because that's not who I am. That's not intrinsic to my new created nature. For we are those who believe. We are not those who draw back. Can we go deeper in this? So God said, this is the purpose of trials. You thought it was a strange thing happened to you. Oh, my God. Does everybody's wife twist off like mine? I'm just saying, I'm going to look this way. I ain't going to look this way right now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, has anybody else been in a season to where everything that could have went right went wrong? I just need somebody to be honest right now. I mean serious. Little things. Just little things that went right, wrong, that could have went right. Amen. It could have just as easy went right, but it went wrong. Is anybody else in that season right now? Amen. God said all things are working together because I'm trying to build some character in you. I'm trying to build some stability in you, Kobe Priest, last week. I'm trying to build to where you're not controlled by your feelings and emotions. And if I protect you all the time from all your little troubles, you ain't nothing but a whatnot. Y'all know what a whatnot is? My mama had whatnots. She had whatnots sitting everywhere. Amen. But you never touched them, you didn't fool with them, and they wasn't good for nothing. Tammy, but dust. So you was constantly having to cater to the whatnot. 
So, oh my God. Amen. Amen. Now, if you wanted to eat, don't go get a whatnot. If you wanted to drink, don't go, don't, don't go get a whatnot. Go get a plate, throw it on the table, and slap some food on it. Go get a glass. Are you listening to me? Amen. God didn't call you to be a whatnot. He called you to be a vessel that he could slap on the table. Hey! And slap some food on and feed somebody else. My God, is anybody listening to me? The church is full of whatnots. I don't know where that name comes from, but it fits. What not? What not? Amen. God said, I can't use you because you're not even useful till I can put you through some fire. I can work on your character. Amen. Then when someone hands you a plate, you know it ain't about you. It's about what's on the plate. Oh, is anybody listening to that right there? It ain't even about the cup. It's about what in the cup. Amen. And when God's through with the cup, <laughs> he's just going to wad that thing up, throw it in the ground. Huh? Yeah. It's about what God puts in us to be able to give someone else. He said, but I got to put you through something so that you're able to carry the glory that I have intended for you. Because if not, the container's going to try to rob the content of its glory. It, it ain't about what I got to offer. It's about who I am. Are y'all listening to me? That's what trials is for. Amen. To purge. To, to, to work things out of you so you can be used. My Lord, Josh gave me the pulpit late. I got to hurry. So he said all of these are orchestrated by God. And they're designed to remove all extraneous matter out of your life. And number two, I taught the, two weeks ago to ensure that you are properly fitted with a degree of character and moral excellence that is worthy of your calling. That's why your Bible says, Scripture's like, walk worthy of your vocation. Walk worthy of your call. And listen to me, nothing. There is no shortcuts. Amen. We, 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 I, I am really learning since we opened the furniture store. Everybody wants a deal. Amen. I'm telling you, uh, Freddie Mercer is not an American. He's a Jew. I'm just telling you. Don't, don't deal with him. Don't deal with him. But let him deal for you. Everybody wants a deal, amen? And it don't even matter if you want it or not. The deal is more important than the product. That's why some of you got a closet full of shoes and dresses and caps and guns. It wasn't the fact that you needed it. It was a deal you could not refuse. Am I right about it? You want to sell it? Mark it up. 50% and then mark it down 50 and put the price back on it, it's sold. I'm just learning. We've brought, am I right about it? I don't matter how much money you got or don't have, you want to walk away saying, I got them. I took that dude, boy. Amen. And we walk away saying, I got them. And that salesman said, yeah, right. 
Are you listening to me? We bring that mindset into the kingdom of God, and we want the glory of God. Amen. But we want to wait. We want it half price. I read your list. We want it half price. Amen. We want to wait till it goes on sale. I got news for you. Ain't going to be no blue light sale in the kingdom. Tell your neighbor it costs what it costs. It don't go on sale. What it costs Jesus, it's going to cost you. What it costs Paul, it's going to cost you. What it costs our fathers of faith, it's going to cost you. Because nothing, nothing will refine your character or your faith and the moral constitution of the soul like a fiery trial that's been engineered by God. Satan throws a lots of things. I understand that. But when God orchestrates a trial, it's engineered by God. Because he knows things about you you don't know yourself. Mm. You think you have way more long-suffering than you know. You know that temperance thing? You think yours is long. But it ain't amazing how that long spirit can get short with the right circumstances. Ooh, y'all are quiet this morning. Isn't it amazing that your long spirit was really propped up by conducive situations and circumstances. And when you got into situations that weren't so conducive, the temper got short. See, see, God will allow you in things to show you things you don't know about you. You just got yourself convinced that's who you are. Oh, my God, I don't want to meddle, but I could just stay right there. It's amazing. Amen. You, you tell people, you don't know me. You, you, you really just don't know me. You know what? God looks at you and says, you don't know you either. So he said, it's my job to poke you It's my job because, see, I'm out to refine your faith for the work of the ministry. See, I got a purpose I have for you, and you're even praying for that purpose to be fulfilled in your life, but you don't realize you got some character flaws that would taint the purpose. So I got to allow you into situations that reveals that character to you. It'll reveal the conduct to you. And if you don't understand, if trial's still a mystery to you, you'll go into beating yourself up. Who am I helping right now? You'll go into beating yourself up rather than realizing, oh my God, I didn't know that was in me. I didn't know I was capable of that. God, forgive me for that. Wash that out of my life. God said, now we, we're, we're making progress. Come on now. Am I helping anybody? Here it is. Kobe scriptures. 1 Peter 5. Let's look at this for a few minutes. <clears throat> Starting in verse number six, I think he make him put it on the screen. I didn't give it to you, did I? First Peter five and six says, "Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time." Can I help somebody right now? That scripture just said, "Humble yourselves under what? Under what?" Can I tell you, His hand can get heavy sometimes. Yeah. God's hand can get real heavy sometimes. He can get heavy-handed with us. 
Amen. But the only reason he's getting heavy-handed is because he's preparing you to be exalted. And when are you going to be exalted? In the right time. What time is that? Is when the heavy hand of God has delivered you of character and nature that is contrary to his. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that in due time he may <coughs> exalt you, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Man, he done some good preaching last week on these scriptures. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking around seeking whom he may devour, who resists steadfast in the faith, knowing, here it is, catch it, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brothers and sisters all over the world. Sometimes I find consolation in just knowing I'm not the only one. Come on, can I, knock the, can I cut the devil's head off right now? Your, his biggest line of defense against some of y'all is nobody else understands what I'm going through. This, this is more than normal. This is, this is unique to me and to nobody else. My afflictions are superior than your afflictions. What I'm going through is more. Oh my God. Y'all just bear, I'm just being pastoral today because I'm speaking to somebody. What I'm going through is more. That's a trick of the devil. That's a trick of the devil to get you isolated in his total selfishness when you start putting yourself in the place of this is more than it's really called for. When my Bible says there is no temptation taking you, but such is common unto man. But God is faithful not to allow you to go through more than you can handle. Now, if I don't say anything else, somebody needs to zero in on that word. God is faithful not to allow you to be under a pressure that is greater than the grace that is in your life. Somebody ought to just give the Lord a hand praise right there. God, I can't praise you over that situation, but I can praise you that there is a greater pressure on the inside than there is on the outside. Amen. You know what makes a basketball bounce? The pressure on the inside is greater than the pressure on the outside. So when it's slammed on the ground, it pops right back up. Can I help somebody right now? I know your circumstances are slamming you on the ground, but there is a grace inside of Woo! There's a grace inside of you that keeps me popping right back up. Now, when that ball hits the ground, there is a little bit of a concave. Some of you just in the concave right now, but you ought to shout, I'll be back. I'll be back. Why? Because the pressure on the inside. Greater is he on the inside. Greater is he on the inside. Amen. Don't judge me in my concave. Oh, my God. You hear me? Don't write songs in the concave. Don't establish nothing in the concave. Oh, God, is somebody hearing me? Amen. Don't create theology in the concave. Don't create philosophy in the concave because it's just a minute and it's going to pop right back up. I'm going to pop right back up. He said, listen to this. Resist that fact. Uh, verse number 10. The same afflictions. I'm sorry, Josh, go back to nine. The same afflictions are being accomplished in people you don't even know about. You don't even know about. You know what that does for me? I don't know. It helps me quit feeling sorry for myself because someone else was dealt the same hand and they're winning. 
What? It kind of, are y'all following me? Someone else went through the same thing, and you know what? They took that same hand and won with it. The very hand that, that's been dealt you, that's got you wanting to throw in the towel, that's got you wanting you to quit God, amen, to feel like you're forsaken, you could take that same hand and give it to somebody else and they'll take that hand and they'll bring glory to God. Are you listening to me? He said the same thing you're going through is being accomplished in your brethren all around the world. So if you don't get anything else today, you ought to say in yourself, if my brother can make it, I can make it. You double the God they serve, I serve. Woo! My God. They're same, same. But verse number 10. And, and, and Kobe broke all these words down for you, so I don't have to. It says, but the God of all grace, comma. It's the God of all grace. That's great. You got to be careful to get advice from people in your concave. Or let me put it another way. You got to be careful of the people you draw from when you're down. Because they are not in what you're in, so they don't have the grace to endure what you're enduring. And they'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'd do. Are y'all listening? I'd leave that joker. I'll tell you what I'd do. I wouldn't put up with that. I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd call them on the phone, and I'd give them a piece of my mind. Thank you, Jennifer. She's better at it than me. Are you listening to me? Amen. You got to be careful who you confide in when you're down because you're a little more vulnerable when you're down than when you're up. And that's the way it works in the body of Christ. So instead of catering to people who's been down, still down, and never gets up, you ought to go to somebody that's been down and got back up. Is anybody there that can say, what God did for me, he'll do it for you. Amen. You don't need someone to cater to your dysfunction. You need some positive peer pressure that says you're bigger than that. You're better than that. You're more than that. Your God is greater than that. Y'all with me? He said, let's say, he said, the God of all grace who's called us to, because if you're in it, you got a grace for it that I may not have. If you're in it, there's a grace for it. A grace. That is sufficient. Oh my God. I hate it when people start quoting that scripture to me because it knows I'm, uh, uh, that's when I know I'm down. Huh? But the scripture is true. There's a grace, Paul, for what you're going through. Amen. And that grace is going to bring you out. I got to move. Amen. Listen to this. Called unto eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Let's all read it in concert. That after... After, not before, there's some things that's going to be given to you, cannot be given to you before the suffering. There's some things about to be given to you that cannot be given to you during the suffering. There's some things that you get only after you have suffered. How long? How long is a while? 
Well, if you're not the one in it, it's not long at all. But if you're the one in it, <laughs> forever. After you have suffered a while. But the awesome thing about it is, that's when God has got his hand in it. That's when, when the potter's squeezing the clay, he ain't looking at nothing else but you. Oh, you listening to me. You think he's forsaken you and his eye is on the work that he's created on the potter's wheel and everything's just spinning around and around to you. Amen. But God is working a perfect way. And he said, after you suffered a while, it's going to make you. Yeah. Ain't nothing but suffering uh, that will make you. You think success will make you. Yeah, it'll make you proud. It'll make you walk in pride. huh? And I'm a, I'm a success-oriented guy. I'm after the success. But when success overrides character, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. He said, so after you've suffered a while, the suffering is going to make you. It's going to form you. It's going to create you. It's going to make you perfect. It's going to establish you. It's going to strengthen you, and it's going to settle you. Amen. And I didn't want to go back and define all of Kobe's sermon last week, but I do want to pick out one word for, for my context. Amen. He said it's going to make you perfect. That word perfect comes from a Greek word that means complete. It means thorough. But listen to this. It means to repair or adjust you only go into a season of trial when you need an adjustment. Are y'all with me? You know, when you get out of line and you go to a chiropractor and he has to give you a little adjustment, God said that's what trials is for, to give you a little adjustment. And, and I'm doing the adjustment because I'm adjusting you for what I got pre prepared for you. Amen. I'm adjusting you for the calling I have on your life. You got to be properly suited, fitted, and equipped to fulfill the calling on your life. So he said, I got to put you through the fire to do some adjustments on your character. And, and this is what I love. Listen to this. It's this, this word, catartizo uh, or something like that. It's the, same, it's the same word this is used in Ephesians 4 and 12 where he said, I give you apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the equipping of the saints. He said, it's, it's actually for the adjustment I need to make in your life. The word of God is designed to adjust you. Because see, you kind of got out of line we, we kind of got out of line when we were born. We were born out of line. Right? Anybody remember? I don't know if I got anybody in here uh, it's, it's old enough. But y'all remember when we, you were watching TV and you'd lose signal? Mama tell me, go out on the porch and turn the antenna. Y'all ain't got a clue, do you? Do you ever have to do that? Cold, freezing. And we, don't, we all had on was pajamas. Of course, when I was a kid, I wore them pajamas with feet in them. You know, having a little Mickey Mouse. And uh, there's your picture. I'm standing out on the porch with my booties on. And I'm trying to readjust. 
so that they can get signal on the inside. Are y'all listening to me? And, and mom and them be on the inside. Turn a little more. <laughs> huh? Turn a little more. Ho, ho, ho. We got signal. Is anybody listening to me? Oh, I, I know that's crazy. That's the way we used to do it. Amen. Or we'd get up on top with our rabbit ears. What had, what had tinfoil on the end of it? Come on, give me, give me, show me some love, old folks. Rabbit ears. Amen. And we're up there doing this. Amen. And so... Sometimes you, you turn it over and find electric wire in the house, in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a picture. Now I can see. Now I can hear. Is anybody listening to me? Now I've got reception. Well, God said sometimes i got to make you suffer a while so I can make an adjustment so you can hear better, you can receive better. Oh, I, I, oh, I just need you to tell your neighbor right now, you probably need an adjustment. So God said, he said, while you're suffering, you don't even know. You, you, if it's a mystery to you, the chiropractor will make you mad. Don't you treat me like that. You ever wanted to hit your chiropractor? Huh? Are you following me? Pick you up, stand you on your head. Huh? Pick you up and poof, pop. Oh, my God. If y'all can't relate to this, I'm taking the mystery out of what's going on in your life because God may have your feet up off the ground right now, and he's really trying to pop you back into line, amen, so you can hear what he's got to say for you. He'll realign our marriages. He'll realign our finances. Yadabosah. And sometimes you hate what's going on in your money, but God's trying to realign it to give you character to handle the money he really wants you to have. Oh, oh, somebody help me preach this stuff. Amen. Huh? You want more leadership, but you don't have the character to match that level because people's going to be under you when you start leading. Amen. So God's got to pop your neck every now and then and put his knee in your back. Oh, oh, oh. Huh? Oh, stop, stop. This car person know I got him. I about got it. I about got you where I want you to be. Am I helping anybody? That's all that's going on in your life right now. Don't get mad at me. Quit getting mad at people around you. God's adjusting you. And you see, if all things work together for the good, then have you ever noticed that God usually uses, or you probably didn't know what was going on, but he usually has to use the people closest to you for your adjustment. Oh, God, I just said a mouthful right there. It ain't even about that joker. It ain't even about your boss. It ain't about your spouse. It ain't about the people you work with. No, no, he's just using things close to you to adjust you. And if you ain't careful, you'll go fight in a chiropractor. Oh, my God, this is just too good. You, you go fighting people around you. God said, I, I, I had you here. I allowed this situation, this uncomfortable situation in you so I could make you perfect. 
so I could bring you into a place of completion and wholeness. Amen. Let me tell you, he said, listen, the fiery trial will cause the extraneous matter, the non-intrinsic, the foreign, that which is not naturally who you are, to be revealed, which, which gives you the opportunity to resist it. That is good. Thank you for noticing that. Did you mean that or did you just think that was a good place to say that? <laughs> no, because it's big. Some of the things that you're swallowing, you should be resisting. Some of the things you're buying into, you should be resisting. Some of the thoughts that the devil's bringing, you should be resisting. What am I going to do? I'm not going to make it. How am I going to survive? I'm not going to be healed. Huh? I can't get over this temper. I can't. Some things you're buying into, you should be resisting. The Bible says, submit yourself to God and, and he'll do what? Resist the devil and he'll flee. Sometimes things are not fleeing because we're not resisting. Oh, resist it. Resist it. But it's in my mind. Resist it. It's not who you are. It's extraneous matter. You are the life of Christ. You are the godliness of God. That's who you are. So you got to resist it. Resist it. Every lie. The devil's accuser of the brethren. He'll tell you anything about the brethren. Resist it. Don't repeat it. Don't put it on Facebook. Resist it. So these fiery trials are too. Bring these things to the service that you resisted. You know what? I just keep getting hung up here, and I'm going to have to quit my message early, but the only thing standing between you and deliverance from your addiction is resisting it. You're waiting on some special sermon. You're waiting on some holy oil. Huh? Are you listening to me? You're waiting on something, some... Big Bang Theory that we don't even believe in in evolution. But in Christianity, we're waiting for the same thing so that I can get over this thing. And God said, just resist it. When you start resisting, the devil starts fleeing. Oh, God, is anybody getting that word right there? It's right there. No fanfare. No, no great big, no accolades, no confetti. Just you walking in total resistance to the enemy will set you free. Somebody ought to give the Lord a hand play. That's a word right there. It'll set you free from negativity, depression, oppression. Just resist it. Why? Because I got a grace to Oh, my God. Listen to me. Just So the trials is to deliver you of the extraneous matter, those things that are not who you are. you got to resist it. So right now, before we go any further, listen to me. Be careful in this process, listen, that you don't partner with foreign behavior. I'm going to say that again. Be careful in this process of God revealing things that you don't partner with foreign, don't partner with character traits and behavior that is not intrinsic to your God-likeness. Don't covenant with it. Don't partner with it. Don't embrace it. This is why Peter said these fiery trials are necessary. He said, I'm sitting as a refiner to purify you. And, and, and it's the only way to expose psychological and moral dysfunction in your life. 
I'm going to expose them so I can deliver them. And, and while you're in the process, don't forget. Don't forget. While you're in the process, don't forget. Trials are characterized by situations and circumstances that are beyond your strength, your control, your ability. It wouldn't be a fiery trial if I could handle it. Are you following me? You can tell when it's a fiery trial because it's beyond you. I can't handle this. I can't deal with this. I can't cope here. I don't have the strength. I don't have the ability. That's when you'll know it's a fiery trial from God and then I need to embrace it and let it begin to work in my life. That God is making an adjustment in my faith based on the externals in my life. That's why Paul's, uh, uh, God told Paul, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Amen. Now listen, I got to close out with this, even though it's not the end of my sermon. If this helps it, you as much as it helped me, this is exactly the way God prepared Jesus. It's the same way. God prepared Jesus to be the captain of your salvation. Listen to this scripture, Hebrews 2.12. This is powerful. Listen. It became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things and bringing many sons into glory to make the captain of their salvation through. Did y'all hear what that scripture said? We're talking about Jesus. It said it became God. It behooved God to make Jesus perfect through sufferings. That word perfect means complete or perfect in character. Even Jesus had to go through the same trials and tribulations and practice long-suffering. He had to practice mercy. Are, are, are y'all with me? Oh my God, all of a sudden it changes everything. That if this is the same road my Jesus took, it strengthens me to be able to take the same road. Our Jesus, the Bible says, he made him perfect through sufferings. And this word perfect here means totally, totally complete in character. <coughs> but it comes from a word that, that stuck out to me. I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but it says to set out for a definite goal. In other words, the whole goal or purpose of the things Christ endured was to prepare him for his intended purpose, which was to be the captain of our salvation. Can I help somebody right now? Everything you're going through has a definitive goal. You may think it's total chaos. You may think everything is out of control. You may think there's no method to this madness. And God said, in the beginning, I had a goal I was aiming at. That goal is to get you to the intended place I need you to be at to fulfill your calling and your ministry. This is the reason, church, many are called, but few are chosen. Because few ever take the high road Jesus took and become completely obedient unto death until we are perfected in the character and nature of God.
can y'all receive that? One more scripture. Hebrews 5 and 8. This is, this, this is Jesus. Though he were a son, yet learned he what? Obedience by what? Wow. We're talking about Jesus. He had to learn it just like you got to learn it. He had to learn it just like we have to learn it. And you can't learn it or become one with it until you're experiencing it. So your Bible says Jesus learned obedience, which means compliance, submission, complete and total trust by the things that he suffered. And being made perfect, being adjusted for the work of the ministry, he was ready to go to work. Some of you are that close from being ready to be used by God like you've never been used before. But it's when we embrace the trials. So having said that, James 1 and 2 makes sense. My brethren, count it all joy. Now that trials is not such a mystery to me, I can count it all joy when I fall into diverse trials because I know they're producing the character of God in my life. And verse 4 says, And let this endurance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect, that you may be complete, that you may be lacking nothing. Hear me tonight, this morning, Life Church. We as a whole are in a place right now of refining. You're not the only one. Can I tell you? You're not the only one. Your fire may be different. But he's refining this body and adjusting us to become a ministry that turns Caldwell Parish upside down. Are you listening to me? Many churches are called, but very few of them ever gets chosen because we let trials split us. We let the trial split the church. We let it steal our unity. Are y'all listening to me? Come on, this is pastoral as it's ever going to get right here. Instead of embracing the trial and saying, Lord, let it work. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.